Welcome to the Marketing Retro Podcast, where I, Adrian Barnes, and Josh Ho talk about different marketing topics. We come, Josh and I come from two different parts of marketing world. Josh runs a company, B2B SaaS. I am a consultant, founder, helper of B2B SaaS. Um, we dip our toes in marketing, right? We kind of have a little bit of experience, but we are here to say we want to go deep on different topics in marketing. We want to experiment and learn um, the stuff that we don't quite know very well yet. So here we are discussing and learning the different things in marketing, the different topics in marketing that we can apply to our business. And so today we want to get to know Josh just a little bit. So Josh, tell us who you are, what you do, what does a normal day look like for you? Wow, that's pretty broad, but that's okay. <laughs> so uh, we'll start with who I am. So yes, uh, you mentioned I'm in B2B SaaS and software. Uh, I'm the founder CEO of Referral Rock. We are a referral marketing software as a service. I'd love to change the way I explain that as you always want to change your own positioning and messaging. But mm. that's sort of what we do now and what I think is well known as uh, where, where we work in the marketing sphere. And let's see, what do I, what does my day to day look like? Well, the company is about 20 people. So I'm kind of all over the place, still playing individual contributor role on lots of different things, but I also have strong opinions. I really enjoy the marketing and the product side. Um, and also just with a company of 20, you got to have a system mindset of like mm -hmm. who does what and what roles and how does this all fit together? So I would say the majority of my business life is taken up on those three fronts. Yeah. How long has Referral Rock been around? Oh, that's a hard question too. <laughs> so started in 2000, end of 2013, I think I bought the domain and then was monkeying around for, I don't know, a couple years with just the idea and MVPing and that type of stuff in the software world. But uh, had our first paying customer in June of 2015, been meaning to retract down that person. I have their email address and kind of, you know, send them some sort of gift basket or some sort of yeah. uh, appreciation that I, that I, that I have for that first person that, that paid for referral rock. That's very cool. You got to love that first customer and appreciate them. Are they still around referral? Do you know? No, it was, it was like a Gmail email address. It was like, mm. it, I think they might've stayed around for, I don't know, three to five months or something like that. You know, there, there definitely nice. are some people that joined in that first three month time frame that are still with us, you know, not, not yeah. a ton of them, but there are definitely some from the early days. So. Very cool. Very cool. So why are, why are we doing this podcast, Josh? What, what is the, the goal for you? Uh, the goal for me is to just get out of my shell a bit more in terms of marketing. So, mm -hmm. uh, like I mentioned, I have strong opinions on marketing. Um, I'm kind of behind the scenes and a lot of little marketing things we're doing, uh, how we've gotten this far with referral rock has been a lot of SEO and product things. And just, I'm a, I don't know, constant learner of marketing. You know, you just, you lean into copywriting. You can look at Twitter mm -hmm. and I can view running a Twitter account as essentially a, a masterclass in marketing. And if you follow my Twitter feed, I made fun of people that said masterclass. So there I am contradicting myself already. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, it's always a contradiction. So you wouldn't call yourself like, cause the standard founder B2B SaaS founder trope is ignore marketing, build more features, build more product. Um, so you would say you don't fall in line with that. No, that right? I definitely don't. So, you know, as much <laughs> as, even though I did come from an engineering background and built first versions of the product and all of that, um, I was definitely quick to kind of connect the dots that it was really all about like distribution, right. And getting, getting people in the door and selling them and not, not selling them in a bad way, but just <laughs> helping them understand to connect the dots of where your product and service could help them. Right. So for referral rock, it was a pretty easy sell in regards to, Hey, here's, you know, a what a referral program is supposed to do. Here's how, how you can run one, you know, um, with our software versus everything else out there. So we had definitely had an early learning into positioning, which I think mm -hmm. definitely helped me. So I always, I always kind of tried to connect the dots with people. So versus just being behind the, the screen and coding away and hoping people will throw money at it. So. Yeah. Smart though, right? That's a smart way to go about it. So what do you think you are most proud of? in terms of like referral rock and your, your success and growth so far? I don't know. That's hard. Uh, it, there's probably things on different fronts. Um, I think probably what I'm most proud of is just getting to where we are, right? Like getting, getting yeah. to the point of where I'm have enough confidence in, in our software, in our team, in our market that, this isn't going to zero. So, right. Like in the beginning, when you're first getting it off the ground, I think no matter what, there's definitely imposter syndrome and there's other things that go on where you're just like, yeah, as fast as this started, this could just as easily fall down. Right. And mm -hmm. so I feel like I'm at a comfort level where it's not going to go to zero. Um, and also, you know, know, knowing more about my personality, like we didn't take any VC funding. So there's really nothing that can kill mm -hmm. us. Now I'm going to probably jinx myself and say <laughs> that, but even, even the pandemic and even all these other things, like we are a horizontal marketing play. Um, so we don't mm -hmm. tie ourselves to any specific vertical. Um, that, so I think that is helpful. I think it's an interesting category that we have differentiated ourselves in. Um, but I am excited about just doing more with it, right? There's there's a bigger vision, there's all these things, but getting to where we are in a position to, you know, choose our own adventure, control our own destiny, um, mm. is is that's probably the part I'm the most proud of. Nice, I love that, getting to choose your own adventure. And for a B2B SaaS company, um, you know, especially bootstrapped like that, ha reducing that fear, not having the fear of going to zero. What do they say? You've built a good moat around you, right? Like that's a really incredible position to be in. Like that's really nice with the team of 20 already. Um, so what are some of your goals? What are you hoping to achieve with this podcast? What do, what do we need to, what are we going to let the people know that we're trying to reach? So, or so learn? yeah, I mean, I think one of the big parts of, like I said, coming out of my shell from a, from a standpoint of just, instead of just internally building the business, like the stuff I've talked about already. Um, I think I want to make more noise in the marketing world. So I, I feel like I have a lot to offer. Mm -hmm. I think like, uh, I have a good, you know, framework and engineering mindset, but also like 
I don't come from a traditionally trained marketing sense, like uh, in terms of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, went, went to school for marketing and, or, you know, came bottoms up through, you know, basically a marketing specialist type of job and then leading teams yeah. or I've never been part of an agency. So I feel like there's a lot of people out there coming from different angles, but I do feel like I have something mm-hmm. to offer coming from a person that is frugal with their spending. Uh, you know, the bootstrap side, the, I see the landscape of marketing mostly because even for our own positioning and for us where, where we are in that space, um, definitely have opinions as a consumer from a brand perspective, from a word of mouth perspective, all of those other things. And then like, you know, I love to run experiments. So whether it's, I, I love to find gold, yeah. like to, to have an idea, mm-hmm. give it a run through and maybe it flops and that's okay. But I, I want I want, I like to throw stuff against the wall and see if it sticks. So. Yeah, absolutely. I think we have that in common coming into marketing from different angles, from different backgrounds, different um, career trajectories for sure. And then just being constant learners and lifelong learners and wanting to like experiment and see what works. We definitely have that in common. Yeah. Do you have anything like now I'm like, where are there other questions that I should have asked? No, not really. And that's fine. And I think, I mean, I think, I think what's good to know for our audience, right. Is just like, so I do want to run more experiments and I do, I do want to talk about them. And I think they're interesting in whether it's, you know, whether I'm exploring the marketing world through Twitter and LinkedIn and newsletters Mm -hmm. and just, I think it's important that everyone ends up getting their own lens. Um, and, and, but I think there's also people like yourself and me that also probably just do a good job of curating a lot of different marketing type of information. We might have strong opinions. We think we might think something is BS. We might think something is like there's an ulterior motive mm-hmm. around there, and and maybe there is, maybe there isn't. But I feel like we have enough. Mm-hmm. We have enough reps in there where we 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 have a sniffer <laughs> for those things and kind of like to talk about what we agree with and what we don't agree with. Um, and I I hope that our points of view are ones that are interesting to share as we talk about these things and kind of have casual conversations that aren't definitive on any, like, there's only this way to do things. Cause I think both of us are mm-hmm. uh, fairly pragmatic about this stuff, but still, you know, hold some opinions, yeah. but not so, not so many opinions that we're going to like, you know, die on this hill type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of nuance to things. And, you know, the best marketing answer usually is it depends. And I think we both understand that. So I'm excited to share what we learn in the experiments with the audience. Cool. For sure. Well, do you want to transition to talking about you since we're only about halfway through what we have accounted for for time for this type of episode? Yeah. So, um, yeah, why don't yeah. we start with you and uh, what got you into marketing? Yeah. So, um, well, I'm Adrian, founder of Best Buyer Persona and A and B B two B SaaS content marketing. Um, basically, I am a consultant for B two B SaaS. So that's kind of how I came into it. I came into it via writing as a freelance writer. Um, started writing for B two B SaaS right away, um, and just really loved being able to learn new topics as a writer, um, exercise my researching, um, 
really in the strike with authority about different, a variety of topics. I worked for people like cybersecurity all the way to like MarTech to, you know, when you're doing that freelance writing, you can gather quite a bit of different kinds of portfolios and people under your belt. So that was my first look into marketing my, and helping out, you know, internal teams and really trying to figure out what kind of content needed to be written and who are we writing to really became the first question that needed to be answered. Um, and the lack of that answer became user research, best buyer persona, falling down the user research jobs to be done whole really and figuring out like people need to know how to learn about their customers, who they're talking to. Um, yeah. And so that was my, that's how I dipped my toe in. And then I just felt all so the way. So when did, launch. when did Best Buyer Persona kickstart from just, you said you started with just the writing, the content and working with teams, helping them. And then mm-hmm. I assume that you started as an individual writer and then you started kind of doing more strategy and leading into stuff like that. And then you kind of realized you just kept going upstream. Like where's, Where's the problems? Like the writing is just the output. Okay. Yeah. Well, what are they writing? Okay. And now why are they writing? And how long did, how long, what is like mm-hmm. the time kind of trajectory for that? Yeah. I started freelancing in 2018 or end of 2017. And, um, it wasn't long after that. I think 2018, I launched Best Buyer Persona, the first. I bought the domain very similarly. I remember it was the summertime. I was like Googling stuff, writing st- notes down at my table. Um, we were on our way to the lake, and I came up with like, oh, yeah, it needs to be Best Buyer Persona. Um, so it was summertime 2018 that the idea launched. Um, did a lot of research, figured out that you know there was a need but I struggled to figure out how to express the need, how to market those services, how to find the people who needed them. Uh, So it didn't fully become uh, profitable until about 2020. That was when I really figured out like how to position it, how to work it in the market, how to actually sell it. So um, about, yeah, 2020 is when we started really, gathering clients and people started, I started speaking more outwardly about what it means to create a good buyer persona. Um, so yeah, about two years now we've been working and cranking towards spreading the mission. I say my mission is to change the way marketers, uh, create and use buyer personas. So that's been the goal since then. I figured that out. Okay. But you bought the domain in 2018. So you had a hint. It was like, kind of like, I know it's something in the buyer persona area. Yeah. Like I'm, I, I want to put my finger on it, but it's not, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't quite have like what it is and why that's, I mean, you knew at that point why it's important, but it was like, okay, what am I doing around this? It's like when it took a little more time. To... Yes. And it was really, I, I had to mature as just understanding, you know, how do you market a service? I did like a week and long announcement and then had some people sign up, but nobody you know, converted right away immediately. And I thought, oh, well, okay, I guess that's it. Like nobody cares. So I stopped talking about it for a long time and just went back to doing content strategy, um, you know, really focusing on that. And then I was finally like, no, this is really a good idea. Like, I know this is a good concept. I know this has legs. So I just started talking about it and didn't stop talking about it. And that's, that really is what it took. It took some maturity for me in order to grow the business. And that's, you know, when you're a solo consultant, sometimes 
you're the stopper, right? You're the bottleneck. So I was right, definitely right. my own bottleneck. Yeah, I don't think case. sometimes is right. It's all the time. Like not, and not even for a solo, it's like for me too. <laughs> and my time. own and business. It's always, you're, you're yeah. hopefully limiting, you're, you're really in reality limiting yourself, but it's like, how can you break through those, those set points? You know, maybe it's different epiphanies or banging your head against the wall or hopefully listening to a podcast like this or, or something mm -hmm. else that just happens that kind of goes, Oh, like that's, that's a, that's a, that's a false yep. ceiling or that's a false boundary that I didn't even realize I was setting based off of my history or based off of what I've seen in the world. Like, Oh, what's what there, there's no actual limit there. Right. Absolutely. Um, it is, and it's all your own, my own, it was my own mindset. It was my own thought processes. Um, as soon as I just decided, I even tweeted this recently, like you just have to shoot your own shot, like constantly, because nobody is gonna shoot it for you. No one's gonna shout it to the rooftops for you. There's no one but yourself to tell people what you're doing and get the word out there. And that's kind of the whole idea with marketing, right? Like that's why we are really doing these experiments is because what we're trying to figure out is what is the best way to shoot your shot? How is it most effective? And, and what are the strategies that, you know, not only align with our audiences and our needs, but also like our values and our, you know, ethical conscious of what we believe marketing should be. Um, that's why I'm excited about this podcast is to really set forth some cool experiments, put them into work and see, see what the, the cool. results are. That was are. a great segue to end this first episode potentially. So. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I'm excited about it. that too. Just the whole shooting your shot. I mean, I think that's a really important, um, kind of, uh, maybe that should be in our intro as well. Just, uh, <laughs> but that's, yeah, a really interesting concept mm -hmm. for people to think about. Cause I think there's a lot of people in the marketing world that just go into following a playbook because that's what they're being told to do, right? They don't ever kind of go further upstream and understand the why, mm -hmm. understand the buyer persona or take a shot at, you know, once you do understand that you, you're more open to just running, you know, certain experiments. That's what makes marketing fun. Like that's what makes it a creative endeavor versus just like uh, yeah. running a machine. So. Yep. Yep. The moment I decided there's no such thing as failure, there's only lessons to be learned. It opened up what marketing could be for me. It was very important cool. to embrace marketing well, with as an that, experiment. I did want to maybe end with one more tidbit as we round up this episode about what has transitioned into the meet Josh and meet Adrian episode. But uh, yeah, do you want to talk about how we first met and even the, what is buried in my email inbox right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So we first met as friends on Twitter. I don't know how, like where the, the interactions began, what threads, um, we had similar ideas. We were both somewhat opinionated in those ideas. Um, and then that quickly went to the DMS and just talking and chatting and things like that. And then, you know, Slack channels and, you know, we, we had meetups and things like that. So that's how we met. But um, I recall Josh, <laughs> speaking of being a, a freelance writer, um, shooting your shot, right? Like definitely a freelance writer shooting my shot. Josh um, 
really did spend a lot of time on SEO. His content was great. Their whole, like they had a good blog library, they were producing quickly. So as a freelancer, when I first started out, um, it was very obvious that Referral Rock was like a place to be, right? I wanted to write for them. So I pitched Josh in a very poor fashion because it was at the time where I was following someone else's playbook. Like you said, I'd taken someone else's script, taken someone else's like, here's how you should go about doing it. And I pitched Josh an email. It wasn't authentic to me. It wasn't authentic to how I feel or the way I write. It wasn't my tone of voice. Um, I was basically taking from somebody else's playbook. And um, I recalled it. I remembered it. I remembered that I had written Josh from Referral Rock. And I looked it up in my email. And, oh, it was still there. And it's tragic. Like, I I told Josh, like, do you remember the time? And he didn't. And he looked it up and still had it in his email. So, yeah, that was our actual, our first interaction. And, I mean, it, it really is a good, though, like, foundation for this podcast, right? Like I followed a playbook. I was going after somebody else's, what they told you to do, how they told you to go about it. It wasn't true to me. It wasn't true to my voice. And I mean, you were gracious. You were, you just kind of said, no, thanks. We'll, we'll move on. But you know, had I done it in a way that was my voice and like really, truly authentic or experimented with a little bit of different things, who knows how it could have ended up. So uh, yeah, that is, that's the story of, of mine and Josh's, the evolution of our friendship. And so <laughs> we're, I'm glad we're in a much, you know, better place now and that um, we have the opportunity to have these conversations and look at those mistakes, right? And say, you know what? Well, you tried and it yeah. didn't go great. Another experiment else. and so you shot your shot about. then. And the reality is you shot it and it didn't affect anything right it didn't it didn't reflect poorly on even remembering oh you're that person buried in my email that had this chain of now whatever but we reconnected in another manner and for the same reason that mm -hmm. you're right like that was in 2018 so like as you're even describing you probably didn't even know your 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 marketing ethos then yet either and as you've as you've progressed and as uh time has changed you know right we had we had a, another crossing and opportunity, and look where we are now. Cool. Look where we are now. So yeah, stay tuned for next week, and uh, yeah, we're excited to talk about talk about marketing, marketing's taking your shots, and having little retros on experiments and ideas that we're running, or we see other people running. It'll just be, I think, a lot of good fun talking about different marketing experiments. All right, bye. Yeah, 100%. Next week.